Hey there, podcast listeners. Since the time of recording this episode, we've changed our name to be Truest Leadership Institute. You can learn more about this podcast and about the Truest Leadership Institute by visiting us on the web at truestleadershipinstitute.com. And now, back to the episode. When you're ready to work towards your goals in talent management, how do you get started? We rejoin Ramonda Kaiser and Bev Wise from the BB&T Leadership Institute to learn more. Well, the first thing to do is remember what the six stages of the employee life cycle are, because that helps you just with a very, very simple framework. So just as a way of reminder, we start with attraction, and that's really all about your employment brand. And then we move to recruiting And that's about really identifying the kind of knowledge, skills, experience, abilities that you need in the, in the openings or the gaps you have in talent. Then and getting the right people. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Ramonda. Getting the right people, being patient enough, a good interview process to Mm -hmm. identify those right people and recruiting process where you're proactively identifying educational institutions, trade associations, et cetera. Onboarding is once you find those right people, you don't want them to to circle the parking lot, as nice. as that example that Anna gave. Okay. Circle the parking lot and end up going right back out uh, out the door. You want to bring them on in a way that that uh, honors them, gets them up to speed uh, quickly, and helps them understand what your expectations are. Then we move to development, and Ramonda talked a lot about in in Podcast 3 about the kinds of development, not only job development, job-specific development, but what are you doing on the leadership development side? Because there's a great saying out there, people don't quit an organization or a company, they quit a boss. Mm -hmm. And so understanding the impact that your leaders and your managers have on your people what are you doing to really develop those those leadership talents? Then we move over to retention or retaining employees in the, in the six stages of the life cycle. That's number five. And what are the kinds of ways that you are understanding what's important to your employees? And, and a lot of that's done, by the way, by their supervisor or manager what are you doing to make sure that you have a competitive salary and, and benefit program? What are you doing to understand whether your employee base is engaged? Are you doing any kind of an engagement survey or analysis? And then last but not least, it's the gracefully offboarding uh, or transitioning folks. That can include things even like succession planning and, and making sure that you have talent in a pipeline to replace folks that are in, uh, that that may be retiring or may be leaving in the not too distant future. So that's, you know, the six different areas of the employee life cycle. Now, the critical factor here is that we want to make sure that we, um, in part in this podcast is to say, you don't have to do this alone. And the Institute has products, consulting options to help you with each of the six areas on the life, employee life cycle. Absolutely. You know, starting with that attraction, just sitting and talking to you about 
who you are as a company, what you compete on, what you're known for, and uh, what your culture is like, and really kind of getting to know you as an organization and how you might create a strategic competitive advantage as it relates to attracting employees. Then we go to recruiting. And with recruiting, we have um, a couple of assessments that we like to use. Specifically, Caliper helps us with making sure we're getting that talent in the door um, with the behavioral skills that are needed to be successful in the in the role. Yeah, that you can at least use it as a tool in the interviewing process to to ask the right questions and make sure that the person coming to the to the seat, mm-hmm. as Ramonda said earlier, to the seat has what it is that you need in that talent gap. Onboarding, you know, again, what what can we do to help you there? You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, I did for the last employer that I worked for, we did a leadership onboarding uh, program. All it was was a binder. It literally was a binder. We gathered information that the organization already had, things like its mission, its vision, uh, ways in which we, it was a non-profit uh, global organization. What was the kind of difference we were making globally? What was that impact? So to make those leaders coming on board really proud of the organization that they were joining, the values of the organization, how leaders in the organization were most successful in the way that they dealt with their employees, the, the culture, those cultural pieces. So literally it was about a 15 section binder that just shared. We even had commonly used acronyms. I mean, don't we oh, all no, that's have classic. our- classic. <laughs> I love we, that thing though. Yep. Don't we all have our initials? Uh, you know, I know when I first came on board to the Leadership Institute, I would have to ask people what LEP was. Or because LEP what is it like to be in an organization and you don't know what the lingo is? Yeah. You feel a little disconnected. Absolutely. We even had for one of the national workshops that we did, we had a, a trip uh, like uh, uh, about a uh, 20 or 25 question trivia. And we put that in the leadership binder so that they could get to know a little bit about the history of the organization. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. With develop, we have a plethora of opportunities to help organizations develop their people. Our crown jewel is the MLD that's mastering leadership dynamics It is designed to help with self-awareness and interpersonal awareness to help lead others. Really critical when I'm trying to develop talent and have a bench strength if I'm a leader. Um, To complement that, there's the LDIP, Leadership Dynamics in Practice, MOD, uh, Mastering Organizational Dynamics that help with creating the culture, doing culture walks to help create, um, look at that attracting and recruiting also change management. Change management. Yeah. There's so much team buildings that we help with. There's a plethora of opportunities. Um, and I'm talking about products, but there's also the consulting that comes in in the development piece. Yeah, helping to identify your high potential talent so that you can get them in some kind of a development path. Mm-hmm. Uh, Executive coaching mm-hmm. that we help to correct behaviors or develop that talent. Absolutely. Moving on to retention. We have our engagement survey that we had mentioned before that really looks at six different drivers of employee engagement and helps you to measure and know 
what, how engaged is your employee base? And, and really the secret formula with that, because there are a lot of engagement surveys out there, but we, we add the consulting help, which actually helps you hone in on a few specific areas where you could get the greatest lift, uh, some things that you could do organizationally to really increase that level of employee engagement. Yeah, like you said in the previous podcast, we touch on two important dichotomies. How satisfied am I in my role and how much discretionary effort? And then from that, that consulting that we give you helps drive those gaps, helps you create opportunities or solutions to address those areas. Absolutely. And then last but not least, of course, we have the transition and one of the big pieces of, of the puzzle that we offer there is the succession planning, is helping you understand, you know, what who might be leaving in the not too distant future, and what kind of pipeline for talent and replacing them, because that proactivity and that knowledge transfer becomes ever so important to our companies in this day and age of the information age. So. That kind of completes that full circle. Again, nothing to be intimidated about. Understanding that there is help out there that we can offer you in evaluating your talent management systems. Bev, is there any situation or organization that is beyond hope? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. The only the only organization that would be beyond hope is one that doesn't uh, recognize that this is an important part of their overall company strategy for their own growth and sustainability. It's not an off the shelf, do these three or four things and voila, you have talent management. We have to prescribe a process that works in your organization for your culture for, and for where you're trying to go. I'm glad that you said that because I was kind of thinking You know, there's a lot of talent products out Mm -hmm. there. There's a lot of talent organizations. Um, There's a lot of engagement surveys. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot out there. I guess I'm trying to connect with why us? It's a great question. And And I think one of the things that we offer as an organization is a, the whole, the whole system. I mean, we don't look at just an engagement survey. We don't look at just leadership or or change management we look at the whole organization like in medicine you look at the whole person well the institute looks at the whole organization and our consultant staff really does a excellent job if we're hired to come into abc corporation to work with the research department We just don't stay with the research department because we learn about so many nuances or parts of their business that affect other businesses. And so we take what we learn, dig down in your organization so that everything becomes systemic. It is reaching out so that we're making a collective talent management, leadership development strategy for your brand. It's kind of like a diagnosis to use Mm -hmm. your analogy about medicine. It's, you know, sometimes you come with what to a doctor with what feels like a pain and my head hurts. Yeah. 
But but to just look at that particular symptom and not take a step back and do maybe a little blood work or mm-hmm. a little examination, we we wouldn't be prescribing or recommending the right kind of talent solution. So it is that it's that looking at the whole and understanding that we have really the the kind of solutions that address issues in, in any of those six areas of the employee life cycle. What happens if an organization doesn't pay attention to this? I think there'll be, you know, we talked in podcast one about those questions. You know, why am I having trouble finding people? Um, I can't get the talent that I need. I'm, I'm, they won't know. be able to retain the talent. Right. Um, they'll have to go back and revisit those questions and say, you know, why are we still here? There's a lot of studies that are out there now, and, and the one white paper I, I referenced, The Talent Matters, there's another one out there that was written by the Brookings Institution. And mid-market companies, uh, you know, just shy of half of them are having difficulty finding the talent they need in order to accomplish their business objectives. And so I would say that if it's not something that they want to address, that's probably going to continue to be an issue for them. Is there a time frame that is an indicator of it taking too long to fill a position? You know, in the organizations I worked for when I was internal to human resources, and I've done both external consulting, uh, internal HR, I've also uh, run lines of business and companies, and typically we would set goals for non-exempt employees, those employees that are not exempt over time, wage laws, and exempt employees. And usually for non-exempt, we'd say 45 days. And for exempt, we would say 60 to 75 days was the, the goal that we had people hired for the position and they were coming on board. So if you've got positions that are open six for, months, yeah, it's, mm. it's, there's, there's obviously an issue there. There's so an opportunity. Yeah, that needs to be addressed. That's a good way to put it. And in an environment where things move so very fast, is there, I'm just wondering, is there risk in having a hiring process that is too long? Oh, absolutely. You lose your employee, your employee candidates may lose interest. Mm -hmm. They may be gobbled up. Oh, gobble's not a good word, y'all. <laughs> I thought somebody finally said gobble on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Scooped. They get scooped. They get snatched. They get attracted yeah. to other organizations because good talent isn't just sitting around waiting. They're actively out there seeking. They're actively seeking. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that, that points out, uh, communication in any of these processes, how critical communication is. The two-way communication between the candidate and the organization. Absolutely. I always tell candidates, if I'm in a recruiting type of mode, I always say to a candidate, now here's what you can expect from this process. Here's about how long it will take. If during that time period you are interested in another position, because I know you're actively out there seeking employment, 
I would really appreciate. And this is all, again, developing the relationship as you're developing a relationship with a candidate. I really appreciate if you give us an opportunity. If, if you've got an offer in hand and you're considering it, give us an opportunity to be able to come back and counter it. And counter it if, if we're not to that point yet in our process, but we don't want to lose you as a candidate if we can at least talk about it along the way. So there's, again, little things that you can do to improve the processes that you have in place. Now, we have gone through periods, you know, in the last few decades where um, there's a lot of people who have a lot of education, but the job market has been tight in the past. Mm -hmm. And so you've got people with advanced degrees working in what you know may have been considered 20 years ago as after-school jobs because that's just what was available. Yeah, they call it underemployed. Underemployed. So what happens if you are in front of a candidate who's like an excellent candidate who you need, but the position they're interviewing for is not the right one? How do you create a system or an environment that's able to pivot as needed? It's a really good question, uh, Anna. It's, you know, one of the things that I've seen done in the past is get the candidate in the door. If they're a good candidate culturally to your organization, um, get either get them in the door uh, with the understanding that you, you can't leave them in the position that they are may have um, excessive qualifications for. You have to keep moving them along or, um, you know, get other hiring managers where they may be qualified for within the organization, get them interviewing with those other hiring managers. Sometimes a company can go up on talent. They might be able to go up a position or two for the right kind of candidate, even though they might not have the exact job opening for that, that person. Mm -hmm. But then the onboarding process becomes critical mm -hmm. because you can't just bring them on board and leave them sit mm -hmm. and, and stagnate in a position. It's which, proactive. Right. What, are, what are we going to do with this talent? Because we don't want to lose them and we know that they have a set of skills. It's also being um, transparent with our communication with that individual mm -hmm. and giving them the option, um, understanding that this is an underemployment position, giving them the option to self-select in or out as long as there's a strategy we can follow to get them where we need them to be. Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in, in an industry in the financial services industry that went through a lot of merger and acquisition or consolidation or right sizing and and oftentimes had opportunities to interview people who were good people but because of business situations they no longer had a job we weren't always in the market for that particular talent but if they seemed a good fit to the organization we usually went out of our way to to try to bring them on board mm -hmm. um, because we knew at some point in time they were going to land someplace else and we'd rather mm -hmm. them land with us so it's keeping again an open mind on um, on talent knowing what you're going to need in the future. I think it comes back to something Ramonda said earlier is looking out strategically with your business, where you want your business, where you anticipate your business is going to go and what kind of talent you may need to help you to get there. We've really enjoyed spending our last few episodes with Ramonda Kaiser and Bev Wise of the BB&T Leadership Institute. 
we really dug deep into some of those topics around talent management. And if you have any questions or if you'd like to talk to Ramonda or to Bev, you can reach out to us at Leadership Institute at bbnt.com. That is Leadership Institute at bbandt.com. And let me know how we can best connect with you. I'm thrilled to be bringing to you a new series on employee engagement with Dr. Patrick Gallagher and Dr. Chris Smith. Now, Dr. Gallagher has been doing some really interesting research in the field of employee engagement and energy and has some new insights that will bring a fresh perspective to how you view employee engagement. Are you curious about how to effectively lead your organization through periods of change? Join us on November 4th and 5th, 2019, for a two-day program we call Leading Change with Purpose. Implementing change can be an organization's most significant competitive advantage and also one of your biggest leadership challenges. Leading Change with Purpose provides an interactive learning environment that equips you with strategies to develop employees, maintain momentum, and identify future opportunities for change. And as an added bonus, you'll even get to stay with us overnight at our beautiful campus in Greensboro, North Carolina. Register online today at www.bbtleadershipinstitute.com. And once you do register, make sure to email me and let me know you're coming. Drop me an email at leadershipinstitute at bbnt.com. That's leadershipinstitute at bbandt.com. I would love to swing by your classroom and say hello. We hope you're enjoying our podcast episodes and would love to hear from you. So take a moment and leave us a review. Episodes are available anywhere you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. For show notes or for additional information, find us at www.bbtleadershipinstitute.com. Leadership Amplitude is a podcast production of the BB&T Leadership Institute. All rights reserved.